0: Welcome, welcome listeners, to episode 6 of the Simply Sports Podcast. I am your host, Josh K, and I'd like to thank you guys for tuning to today's episode. I'd obviously like to start off the episode by thanking our sponsor, IPS Insurance. Insurance so good, you'd hope something bad happens to you. I'd obviously also like to thank you guys for tuning in and supporting the show in any way that you can. This week we've got a great episode. I have decided to keep it simple for this show. Uh, bringing in our man, the basketball guest, Coach Hutz. Uh, we're going to be talking about the NBA Finals, and you're going to get our thoughts on the future of the NBA going forward. I hope you enjoy the show, but of course, before we get to anything else, let's recap what's happening in sports. I won't go too much into detail, but yes, the Lakers did finish off the heat in six games in the NBA Finals to claim the championship for this COVID year uh it was interesting yeah the celebration afterwards was definitely different without the crowd definitely different uh than the past previous years Uh, and it really begged the question is this championship going to be known as a different uh setting than the previous ones we'll get to that in a bit with greg but the nfl continued Uh, Big story, the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, fellow Canadian. I always like to support my Canadians in American sports. He's been amazing. Rookie, uh, going off four TDs in one game. He's been really showing up. He's the talk to town right now. Rafael Nadal claimed his 13th French Open title about a week ago, tying Roger Federer for 20 all-time Grand Slams. That is the most of all time my family is roger federer fan let's hope that he won't get another one but if he does congrats to rafa mlb the rays have won their conference championship are heading to the world series first their second time in franchise history Uh, let's see who they can face between the la dodgers and braves who are going to a game seven tonight and finally it is off season for both NHL and NBA season. You know what that means? Lots and lots of trades. Uh, Leafs have already been great with picking up some big players, signing some one-years, signing Joe Thornton to a one-year contract. Love to see that. Uh, NBA hasn't started just yet, but I'm sure that will get nice and hype soon enough. I'll try and get to get you guys the information you need on some of those big trades going on. But otherwise... Let's get Greg in here. Let's talk about the NBA Finals. I'd like to introduce my guest for the episode, the basketball man himself, Coach Hutz. Greg, you there?
1: Hey, what's up, buddy? What's going on?
0: Not much. It's been it's been a little bit of time. We've gone through a couple rounds of the NBA playoffs, but, you know, it's done now. Lots of conversation to be had.
1: Already, already missing it like crazy. That was such a nice thing to have locked into most nights especially oh. when the conference finals were on oh man I miss I'm already missing it
0: <laughs> yeah like let's let's jump in right here uh, I l- I'd like to get your thoughts on on this year's finals what do you think
1: yeah I mean I, I think I think a lot of people sort of romanticize the heat being sort of the upstart I know they all compared a lot to sort of the 2004 Detroit Pistons um, a lot of people You know, not a lot of people, but they they were a reasonable upset pick in a lot of people's minds. And I think after the first game, it was kind of clear that just too much talent between LeBron and AD, too much experience on that Laker, uh, up and down that Laker lineup. And, uh, you know what, it was was fun. There were some fun moments. Nice to see Jimmy Butler kind of, you know, ascend to sort of the top 10 of the league. Um, It was nice to see him go toe-to-toe with LeBron. Those couple of games, but in the end, I mean, let's be honest, Lakers were too tough.
0: Yeah, and and I knew going into it, it with with the season, we all knew. I was so excited for the season, totally changing the super teams into it, it was a it, it was a season of duos, right? And everyone was talking about this duo of Davis and LeBron, comparing who would come out of the West between George and Kawhi versus them, and obviously. It wasn't even a question. LeBron and AD were just were just too good.
1: No, was, I mean it was, it was just an unbelievable duo, and then and you saw sort of the Lakers were able to go to the formula where, you know, their next kind of five best players, if you go like Danny Green, Caldwell Pope, Kuzma, Caruso, Rondo, Marquis Morris, you know those sort of next six guys, you're guaranteed to get 55 points with AD and LeBron. Like that's just how good they are. And you really only need two of those other guys to have decent games, mm-hmm. and you're already going to be close to hundred points. And they, right? so,
0: and they did. and they did. And they did. KCP that going happened. off for like double digits. What three out of the or three out of the six, four out of the six games? That's 100%. all you need.
1: One hundred percent. No, and that's. I mean, the, the whole the whole season. The question. The knock on the Lakers was that supporting cast is pretty dusty. Mm-hmm. And I think on any other team, yeah, those those guys are atrocious. Yeah. But when you have LeBron and AD as your top two guys, you're going to get a lot of open shots. Uh and like we like we were just talking about, if you have a bad game, you know there's a bunch of other guys like right there to to pick up the slack, so there's just not as much pressure on you.
0: Yeah. Oh, speak about open shots. Man, we won't even talk about that Danny Green shot. I, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm happy that the Miami won that game, but whew, Dan- Danny must yeah. have gotten a lot of heat from that.
1: Any, I mean, he got death threats. For yeah, that yeah, play.
0: you can describe it that way. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I personally think it's it, it slightly out of out of whack a little bit. I mean, he missed he missed a three pointer, and yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty damn open. But like, even you know, most of the the best shooters in the league. Are missing open three pointers probably fifty percent of the time, mm-hmm. right? Like to to just expect him to to one hundred percent knock down an open three to win the NBA title. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. let's let's get real here. That that was a pretty that was a pretty clutch shot, and yeah, yeah. he missed it. I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, after watching a, uh, the playoffs in general, but especially a series like this with guys like Tyler Hero or. Uh, you know Kyle Kuzma. It gets you excited about this young core that's coming into the league. And what do you? Who are you most excited to watch in these next coming years develop in the league after after this year's playoffs?
1: Well, 100, percent not Kyle Kuzma. Uh
0: um, yeah, I I tried to be nice to the Lakers there, but I, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, uh, Kuzma may or may not be in the league in five years.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a G. Um, He's down to, down to the G League. Yeah, whereas yeah,
1: Tyler Hero. I mean, oh my God, some of my favorite playoff moments with that guy. Um, he's going to be unbelievable to watch. The, him and Duncan Robinson combo on that young sort of budding, you know, with Bam, and that's going to be so fun on the Heat. Um, you know, and we talked a lot about the Jokic Murray combo. Um, that's that's going to be unbelievable um you know and then what if you want to really if you want to really dig down you know if you can say you know they seem like seasoned veterans those guys are still young Mm -hmm. um if you really want to start digging down into sort of you know you know the booker uh ayton catalino's son sons could be interesting um you know and i know a lot of people are a lot of people love trey young uh, John Collins, uh, come with some of those guys on the Hawks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent in the league right now. I think Luca, seeing what the Mavs do with Luca and that supporting cast. Yeah, um, you know if Porzingis can get healthy, I just want to see like what kind of career Luka's going to be going to put up. Like you know, a lot of the experts are saying he can be an all time great, and I think well, if anything, yeah, they've, first...
0: they've made the early guess that he's. The, one of the front runner, runners to win MVP next year, and, it, and, it, and, and I mean, it's aggressive, I, it's, but it's, it, it's not it's, it's crazy.
1: Aggressive. But you, but one, look look at the stats he put up this year; they're ridiculous, like ridiculous. Two, look at how he played against the Clippers; made made a game winning shot. Um, was averaging thirty points. A, he's on averaging almost a triple double with thirty points a game. Um, taking over a few of those games in the series and when you're so clearly the alpha on the team and you know you don't have a phenomenal supporting cast if that's a team that finishes top three in the west yeah i think he's gonna be right up there for, for in, in, in the mvp voting i, I really do
0: mm-hmm. yeah and you know let's let's transition a little more general here uh after what the NBA did an incredible job this year, if I do say so myself. Um, what do you think the future of a sport like basketball looks like? And by future, I could mean even three months from now. They're planning on doing the opening of the next season, possibly January or March. Or it's like it's not that far away.
1: So, no, it's not that yeah, far away. Yeah, what do you think about and... the future? I so so from what I've heard. You know, just from from some of the other the other podcasts, etc., um, and just reading some stuff online, um, you know, like ESPN and stuff like that. Is mm-hmm. I think they're going to wait till fans are able to attend games. I think that's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think there's going to be another bubble situation. Um, me personally, I love the bubble. Like I and I was one of the biggest skeptics going. One of the biggest critics going in. Um, I didn't think it was going to be great. I didn't think there's going to be any atmosphere. The bubble was amazing. I just, you know, as an owner, you got to make some money. Like, you know, the, the TV contracts and everything were great, but you need fans in that building, like, paying to be there. Yeah, and like,
0: you could, to convince, you know, they, they obviously got away with convincing the NBA players to be there for a couple months, but to be there for possibly <laughs> an entire season... If even no, if it's, it's a shortened season, even if it's a shortened season, still a lot of time, and they're not going to get that much of a break. So I not. think they're definitely going to have a hard time if they want to wait until fans. They're going to have to. They're going to have to choose between either we wait much longer because I don't see fans packed stadiums, is what I mean by fans for a while. Uh, and if they don't want to do bubbles, then you know it might it might be a lot longer wait than they think.
1: I mean, it might be it might be years until we see pack stadiums again. Whatever mm-hmm. whatever the stadium arena situation is, you know, it's going to be stuff like half capacity. Yeah. Um, you know, if if that I, I I don't know what the numbers are, but you have to assume it's going to be half capacity type stuff. Um, I can only imagine what a pain in the ass it's going to be to get in those buildings. I'm sure you're going to have there's going to have to be some sort of social distancing in the lines. Uh, Is probably going to take forever to get in there. Um, I just don't know what kind of atmos- how what, you know what that does to the enjoyability mm-hmm. of attending some of these games. So that's, I mean, you know, that'll be really interesting to see what the logistics are for, for fans in attendance.
0: Yeah, and talk about fans. Obviously, we didn't have them in the NBA playoffs, and especially the NBA Finals this year, and it made a big difference. Even watching it live on TV. Uh, the atmosphere is totally different. The celebration of the championship was totally, totally weird in my opinion. Uh, so do you think that this championship uh, ha- means as much as the previous ones even even last year?
1: <clears throat> yeah my, my answer is yes and I and I went in thinking there was no way you know thinking ah oh, like whatever like how could they possibly how could this possibly mean anything? But you know this is something we were talking about. Like you know, you know, a month ago or six weeks ago, um, when we first started chatting about this stuff, is the intensity was so I mean, so elevated. It felt like in these situations, and if you hear if you hear what the players had to say, they're so isolated from society and so isolated from the world, literally living in a bubble. That you know, it became so gladiatorial, where you're you're you're, you're coming out into the arena against this other team and basically. This is your only, you know, freedom of expression almost. And just like, you, you just, you, you, this is where all the focus, the only reason you're in this bubble is for that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I mean, I, you saw it and let, let, let's, let's get, let's cut, you know, cut through the BS, the best team, won. the best player was dominant. And LeBron James and the Lakers were a cut above everyone else. There's no asterisk needed. In this situation, um, the Lakers were the number one seed in the West. They were probably hurt as much as anybody for not getting home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And they just seemed like the team that was able to handle all the adversity. These guys, you know, these guys went through hell with the black lives matter movement and you know, all the injustices that were going on. And you know, the toughest, mentally toughest, hardest working, probably team with the highest chemistry. That's the team
0: that won. Yeah. So it. correct me if I'm wrong, but what I hear you saying is that there's no question that the level and the intensity and the just pure, like, go out there and try your hardest by the players was, was there 100%. But I think we can both agree that a championship like this, with everything going on, is always going to be known as you know the different the bubble well, championship? The, the outlier right the bubble right? championship. yeah yeah it, it it'll all it i in my opinion i don't think it'll ever be known as the like you said an nba championship maybe you'll call it the bubble championship or the covid championship i just don't think it's with so much going on uh i i think it i think it maybe just changed it too much
1: to me but to me it's almost like a more of a feather in your cap like to to be the team to be the team that won the outlier to be the team that kind of like you know w- was able to handle all the adversity the, the best like to me that's more impressive almost than like a regular championship yeah and right it really it really was a dog eat dog like Lord of the Flies environment honestly oh yeah was it was it was and the the
0: toughest were were on top one hundred percent I got to give you that for sure
1: that and that's what I'm saying so like you know whatever you want to call it. I mean, those guys, like, that. it's, it's one to remember. Like, mm-hmm. I will never forget the bubble playoffs for, for as long as I live. And, I mean, you know, because there, there wasn't as much going on in the world, because you're not able to do as much, I mean, I, I was able to lock in these games every single night. And, I mean, I think a lot of people were the same way. And I think these guys knew it. Like these these games, it felt like meant a lot, and it looked like it meant a lot.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, you know, last finish. Uh, this is a huge opinion based topic that's been going on, and my my friend group, uh, a lot of people I talk about that about after this NBA season is, you know, LeBron won the championship. That's his what a fourth one. Uh, big goat debate. Between him and Jordan or him and anyone for that for that matter. Uh so first of all, I'd like to think, did you ever think that uh that there is a, a goat conversation? Or have you always just been, no matter what, Jordan's the goat?
1: It this is the fir- this is the first time where where I'm even I'm even having a conversation about it. Mm. Um where where I where I'm even where I'm even entertaining conversations about it um i i'd say before before this kind of bubble run i was like did like you know get away from me I, it's jordan <laughs> don't bother me about this it's not close i just you know when you win three championships with three different teams um you're the you know and you're by, the best player on all three teams despite some of those teams having hall of famers um when you know you get put in a situation like the bubble you're the richest superstar in the league, you have the least to prove, Um, you could literally just ride off into the sunset and still be at worst one of the two best players of all time. You know, when you start adding that stuff up, it just makes the LeBron stuff more impressive. And, you know, Lord knows that I I have had my issues with LeBron over the years, um, of which I'm sure he cares zero. Uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) but when it comes down to it, I think what the argument now has to be, or at least the conversation starter has to be, it can't be argued that LeBron has had the better career, the overall better career at this point. The longevity is a joke. Mm. Um, It's not, it shouldn't really be Um, In a decade, he was in nine of the finals. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Um, You know, four titles now with three different teams. And just the consistency is outrageous. I just still think that the Jordan peak, and you know, there was two peaks, the the 3 peak twice, Mm -hmm. where he was so far and away the best player. Um, It's just, that's the tricky one for me. Jordan, the better peak, I say, or peaks, and LeBron, the better career. It's just, it's difficult to compare.
0: Yeah, And, and just quickly here, to compare to a different sport is we both know a lot about tennis and obviously recently Nadal uh, in the French Open tied Roger for the most Grand slams of all time and so many people that I talk to and I've never understood it always compared this GOAT conversation to just pure stats and you know I, I can understand it to a certain extent but to me the, the greatest of all time for a sport has to be so much more than stats. has to be someone who there is evidence, pure evidence, that they themselves changed the game the, more than anyone and showed the most amount of leadership more than anyone. And, you know, talk about Roger uh, possibly now in the conversation of maybe not being the GOAT because he's not going to have the most Grand Slams of all time. But I still think, no matter what, Roger's always going to be the goat. Same like Jordan. Jordan will always be the goat. Greg, you're still there.
1: And I think, I think the Federer, the Federer debate, and there's a lot of. What's that?
0: Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Josh. Yep. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so I was going to say, yeah, like the Federer debate, I mean, there's so many, there's so many folks that will live and die with, with, with Federer. Um, I don't think it really matters, you know, what happens. I think, I think you're right. I think the Jordan comparison is a, is a very fair and accurate one. I got to be honest though. If, if Djokovic had won this French open, I would have had a tough time, you know, Saying he wasn't the best player of all time because that would have been two, that would have been minimum two slams, uh, sorry, two wins at every slam. Um, what, I think it's now three masters. He's Mm -hmm. won three at every masters. Minimum two, it might be three at every single master series, which is a joke. And. I mean, aside from just getting, you know, dominated by Rafa on clay, he also has the only, win- you know, he's also beaten Rafa at the French Open. Um, I gotta be honest, I think it's between those two guys. I mm-hmm. really do. And I was a diehard fed for, you know, years and years and years, but the numbers those guys have put up and they still, ha- they still each have a few years left and they both have, you know, winning, heavy winning records against roger um especially at the slams and i don't know it's just it's just getting tougher and tougher for me to put put roger at the top and i i just don't know i i right now to be honest i think it's probably rafa novak roger and in my and i know a lot of people are are gonna you know cuss me out but that's just how i feel about it right now
0: yeah yeah you know you know what you're right. um, the,
1: the, first of all, the Rafa. Let's 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 make sure we sit the, the, the Rafa French Open stat. The Rafa French Open stat is 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 just insane. Like like maybe the most impressive sport feat ever. Mm-hmm. It's got to be in the conversation.
0: Yeah, it's what he's done on that surface alone is incredible. Truly, truly incredible. I, I don't I can't describe anything alone. otherwise.
1: It's separate it's separate from everything else. I think.
0: Yeah, well, uh, you know what, Greg? Uh, it's always great having you on the show. Talk about all these sports. You always have the the unique perspective more than a lot of people I know. So uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. And of course, thanks to for Greg for coming in on the show. We did experience some technical difficulties today, but those are the challenges that we live in today in our COVID world but I hope of course you still enjoy the show thanks so much for tuning in Uh, hopefully you can like subscribe comment any suggestions you have on the show we always love to hear it and you've no idea what sharing can do for my show if you can't no pressure Uh, once again I'd like to thank our sponsor IPS insurance without them none of this would be possible and if you guys can't watch it on YouTube Plug in your headphones, watch it on Spotify while you're doing some work. Walk into school. It's a great way to listen to it in the background if you don't, if you can't, if you can't find it online. Uh, well, guys, I'm gonna be signing off. That's it for me. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.